You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, your host, Rob Davis. And this week I'm joined by uh, Mainhead Secretary, Neil Maskell, making, making a welcome return to the pod. How are you doing, Neil? I'm very well, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. I say make welcome return, but I think you've been on the pod more recently than I have. So perhaps uh, I'm, I'm the one making a return. I don't That's know. Great. Well, welcome back to you. You must be in a good mood after last night's cup results. I Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was quite surprised by that. I didn't know how... Uh, um, Oh, Leicester, we're going to approach it. For those who don't know, I'm a Leicester City fan. So, uh, uh, yes, we managed to get into the quarterfinals of the Cup by winning away at Premier League Bournemouth. So, you know, pretty happy with how the season's going so far, even though we've had a slight blip in the league recently. We're doing very well indeed. Doing very well. Mm. Very nicely. Absolutely. Ticking along very well. Um, and, you know, uh, one thing that's good about the uh, uh, championship at the higher levels of football is the games do tend to be on because uh, uh, we have hacked, had a um, another weekend and another week affected by the weather. Uh, lots of fixtures uh, called off due to uh, um, uh, due to waterlogged pitches or uh, other uh, weather-related issues. And uh, yeah, it's 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 another week where we're talking about this. I know we touched it before. But there seems to be a lot of um, annoyed fans out there. I mean, how, how do you see the sort of discussion around uh, uh, calling off games and like sort of the protocol that should be around it? Because, it, I mean, you're obviously uh, at a National League side, you know, pitch quality there is pretty good. So, you know, I don't think you've had to call off any games this season so far. But what for you would be kind of the, uh, um, you know, the done thing in terms of uh, getting the message out to the people uh uh, who want to come to your games? You're rather damned if you do and damned if you don't, aren't you? I've said this before. Yeah. Um, I think it's step five and step six, um, you know, where we, we saw games off last night. Uh, Wokingham um, fell victim and, and Woodley, uh, two of my nearest teams. I'm in the yep. middle of, uh, of both of those. And I had a, half an eye on, uh, on going to either or, and they both were casualties, which is a real pity. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think the thing at step five and step six, and I mean this with the greatest respect, is the games do tend to be local. So, look, no one wants to turn up at a ground and a game be off and you've had a wasted journey. But do let's try and give these things as good a chance as possible. You know, and, and let's be realistic as well. You know, we are in a British climate. It should be no <laughs> surprise to any of us that our winter sport will be sort of... Um, uh, disrupted by poor weather, and 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 twenty four has been twenty twenty four has been a washout so far, hasn't it? Let's yeah, be absolutely. It's it's been a it's been a real shame, but uh, I, I just think you know we've got to higher up the levels. Yet yeah, I can understand, you know, if uh, for example Slough are going down to uh, to something like Truro, you know, for mm. instance. Um, you know, you'd be mortified if a game was called off late there and, and perhaps different different uh, standards could apply. But perhaps it's step five and step six. We could be a, a bit more patient, a bit more uh, understanding and 
and realise that clubs want games on. Clubs don't want games off. It costs money. It's it's it's, it's a waste of uh, all sorts of resources. So uh, I think we just have to be realistic and realise that you know games will be off. They'll be played eventually. Um, and um, yeah, just a bit more understanding might be uh, might be in order, perhaps. Mm. It's looking like we're going to have another season where um, we use Sandhurst as the example uh, from last season. They ended up playing something ridiculous like uh, 20 games in the final month of their season. You know, yeah. a real sort of um, yeah. heavy, heavy fixture load. Um, uh, it looks like we're going to be uh, having some teams with something uh, similar to that again this season. Yeah. Obviously, Sandhurst and Brackville. Uh, have had the um, artificial pitch put in at Bottom Meadow. It means they're not too far behind. But you look over at uh, Woodley at Scours Lane, like you mentioned. Yep. Reading, uh, uh, obviously, their hosts, um, uh, landlords there are also uh, um, similarly affected. It looks like we're going to have um, uh, quite a heavy fixture load for both of those. In fact, Reading yep. have already started to schedule games on Thursday nights um, yep. uh, in preparation, well, to try and get the, through this fixture backlog they've got. I mean, um, what other solutions could you uh, see uh, coming up with? Let's tear up the pitches and put plastic in. I mean, that's <laughs> to get games on, and that's a whole different debate, isn't it? And I'm yeah. I'm still not really sure where I uh, where I sit with that one. Um, again, though, know, again, I'm going to do broken records about you know having uh, to end seasons by a certain time to accommodate playoffs. You know, are, are playoffs really necessary? At, at step five and step six, could we mm. promote the two best teams? I've done that before. Um, perhaps we won't step on my my bugbear there. And I imagine a lot of people will disagree with me. I don't think there's an awful lot you can do, is there, really? Um, you know, Reading have got, just looking at, at the table now, they've got 18 to play. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Woodley are, are even more in that 22-team league, which is another um, thing we've spoken about. They've got 19 games to play. So Scours Lane is going to be, you know, um, in use every other day, isn't it, for, for, for matches this season? You know, we've, we've heard people say before about ground shares causing problems. But, you know, again, let's be realistic that Woodley wouldn't be able to be in step six. There's no really logical uh, alternative uh, accommodation for them at this time. So, you know, we've got to be mindful and, and respect, um, you know, uh, um, uh, ground shares and that kind of thing. But I just think step step six is, is, is too big with, um, with with the amount of cup competitions and things. But I, I got put in my box by Dan Walkley last time. I, I spoke <laughs> about this. So um, I, I, will, uh, I, will, I will stop that one there, I think. Yeah. Well, another person in our sort of football and Berkshire community, um, uh, uh, Steve Gabb, he uh, is part of the fixture uh, secretary for the uh, Hellenic division. Um, mm. I think he mainly focuses on the step two, but he, he told us that in the Hellenic Prem in Division mm. One this season, um, a, they front-loaded the um, yep. the fixtures so that a lot of uh, games are being played in August, September, yep. October, midweek yep. games there. And um, also, if your game is postponed, um, along with the other club, you have to uh, come up with a date in the next 42 days where that fixture will be played. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, it forces the clubs to, uh, if you're, you know, if your game is postponed, you can't just let it sort of slide and, you know, drift into the new year when, yeah. when we're uh, going to be suffering with these, um, these, uh, uh, you know, the weather conditions. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, 
you know, it's it's not I'm not saying it's a perfect solution, but um, when we looked at some of the um, percentages for the um, the leagues that were completed now a few weeks ago, the Hellenic League was um, well, there was a there's a, a Twitter feed called Nod League HQ that was working out exactly how much uh, everyone should have completed so far. They reckoned uh, a few weeks ago it was about 76% of the season should have been completed. And the only uh, league that was above the percentage it should have been completed was the Hellenic Div 1. And, uh, you know, Hellenic Prem was not far behind at all. It was about half a percentage off where it should have been. So, you know, in terms of completed fixtures. So, I mean, you know... They seem to have. Um, it's it's all very well, everyone. But I guess my point is, it's all very well, everyone saying, "Oh, look, you know, it's stupid that teams should have to play so many games back to back at the end of the season. You know, fifteen games yeah. or whatever in in three weeks, and it ruins the sporting integrity." Uh, uh, true, yeah, and it's uh, saying that you know ground shares might be a problem. Well, there's like as you said, you know, there's not really anything else Woodley could do with it. That there's no other pitches, you know. So you have to look for other solutions. You know, it's all very well complaining and saying people shouldn't have shouldn't have to play so many games back to back, and so many, um, you know, so many games shouldn't be off or whatever. Then yeah, that is true. But what's the solution? Because you know the weather's going to be bad every year. It seems to be getting worse every year. So you know, how can we resolve this? Uh, and I think you know. Hellenic League seemed to have taken some proactive steps there and tried to, uh, it seems to have been a, at least a partial su- success this season. And they seem to be one of the uh, leagues that look like they're, you know, on, top, uh, of on yeah. top of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 42 day rule um, does um, come in in the National League. So it works higher up. Um, if we have a game called off, I'm on the phone um, to the, the opposition and you try and thrash out a date within that six-week period, so that yeah. does make sense. And absolutely, with regard to front-loading um, midweek fixtures. Now, I know you've got VARs and you've got FA Cup, mm-hmm. um, etc. Um, then, I mean, when, when does the VARs start? Maybe a bit later. The Cup FA Cup starts first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there could be some conflicts there, but you can have them scheduled. And, you know, I don't know about you, um, Rob, but when you get to the start of the season... Um, you think, oh, great, football's back, let's go to games, the weather's nicer. You know, people do want to, that's more appealing than a a midweek game uh, in February, isn't it? A game in in August. Um, Yeah. Perhaps that's what they need need to start looking at, Uh, really front-loading those fixtures, at least getting them in. Mm. Um, You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, the players have been... uh, working hard to get fit at that level as well. So the extra games they probably would welcome to get in a rhythm. So I think that's probably, again, you know, the easy answer. You, there's probably perhaps someone from Combined Counties League or, or wherever else, say, oh, this is a reason why we don't do it that way. And it would be interesting to, to hear. But, you know, for, for, the, for the, us punters, it it does sound more sensible to, to try and front load it. And, yeah, certainly with those 42 days, try and at least get it in. Um, rather than waiting, like you say, until the new year, and um, you know, hoping that you know the cards sort of fall nicely for you, because it it often doesn't, and mm. um, you know, there's lots of complications, at, you know, in terms of rearranging fixtures. So, absolutely, it can be a real, real tricky one. 
Because yeah. sooner you get to it, the better. I I think I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think that's uh, you know, we've uh, sorted that all out now. You know, next yeah, season there shouldn't be any yeah. any uh, any uh, delays in fixtures and all the there leagues finish bag on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it'd be nice to see some proactive steps for next year. I think is the uh, underlying message. So. You know, with that, I mean, I suppose uh, one thing you don't have to worry about so much in the National League uh, uh, pitch cancellations. What are the pitch quality like up in uh, in the division that made that play? The National League. Well, funnily enough, we played at um, Altrincham on Saturday, and and a real sandpit there. Mm. Um, actually, that they've they've got um, they've got kind of uh, having to put sand on both wings. I've had real drainage issues. Really good club, Altrincham. Really excellent club. If anyone was ever Thinking of doing a bit of ground hopping in that league, I'd, I'd wholly, hardly recommend altering a very friendly, uh, excellent non-league club. Um, but they've got real problems with, with, with drainage. Otherwise, they tend to be pretty good. Wealdstone have had real issues this year, um, and they've had uh, plenty of late call-offs, which is which is unfortunate, isn't it, in a national league mm. um, when people are, are travelling further. But again, you know, with, I know the people at Wealdstone well. They're a good, honest club. They'll be wanting to get the games on, and you know, if if a referee turns up and has other ideas on things, then we've got to respect that as well. Generally, the pitches are pretty good. York Road's been good this year. We've only had one game um, off. Um, you know, Jason, our groundsman's done a very good job. Yeah, the pitches are, are, are pretty good. You know, there's there's games. There's a raft of games yesterday. There's quite a few teams that are behind, but a lot of that is FA Trophy and that kind of thing. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we're we're, we're pretty lucky uh, overall, to be honest with you. Absolutely, and as you mentioned, Altrincham, you know, a good win for Maidenhead at the weekend, and a much needed one. It has to be said. It was a good plug, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't come on after we won. No wonder you've not seen me for a few weeks. It was four <laughs> defeats in a row, and with ten games left, we we can't afford that again. So um, we, you know, it was uh, a, a ground we'd never won. We'd lost three out of three. Wow. Um, on our visits there, as I say, luckily it's a, it's a nice club, and uh, um, you go away at least having enjoyed your afternoon with them. But um, we went one nil down, and it was well, it was early in the game, so it's even for me a little bit uh, early for real doom and gloom. But um, mm-hmm. the, the we've not come from behind to win this season, um, oh, which is uh, which is not a great stat because it kind of. You know, you, you get that sinking feeling um, if you're going uh, behind in a game. Um, you know that you think, well, you know, we've not done it. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, we played very well. We'd started actually quite well before they'd scored their goal. Um, we got back into it um, deservedly with about 15 minutes to go in the first half. Then we scored at really important times. Um, Rob and, and, and goal scoring has been difficult for, for Maidenhead this year. I, I think you know no one's kind of dressing that up. Uh, we scored e- either side of the half-time whistle. Um, Reece Smith scored on sort of first half injury time, and then before Altrincham, a really good side, really good footballing side. It was hard for them on the sandy pitch. Um, they've now lost four in a row because they lost last night, and they were they were kind of looking particularly sort of home and hosed in the playoffs. So I think. Football does funny things this time of year, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, teams go on a run either way. Uh, someone will drop out of those playoff places and someone will get dragged into the relegation places. The National League is very tight. I thought we deserved our win. We played very well. 
and we've got four next four games are absolutely huge. I think probably the biggest we've had since being in this league. Mm. We've filed on Saturday. Um, a club really ambitious, really good setup there, but they haven't really kicked on um, as maybe they expect to, but they are in good home form. They got beat 4 0 um, at the weekend, but their home form is really good. So we've got, we're up against it there. Then we've got Dorking at home, Dorking in our second bottom, albeit with games yeah. in hand. So that's huge. And then um, after that, we've got games um, against uh, Hartlepool and um, Dagenham and Redbridge. Dagenham are on level points with us. So we certainly don't feel anything remotely like out of trouble. We feel that we're, um, you know, it could go right to the wire again. No one is taking our place for granted. Last night's results were not helpful as uh, Woking came from behind to win and uh, Kidderminster won again. Their form is absolutely fantastic so mm. as it stands we're only three points off the um off the drop zone with 10 games to play so it's uh nerve-wracking absolutely there's, there's a lot of teams in there isn't there i mean if all the way up to say rochdale in 11th who That's are right. uh six points above the drop zone um so, right. you know there's is it's amazing really and i mean a dorking wanderers who are 23rd second bottom they're only one point from safety so yeah. you know it's so tight you know seven yeah. seven points covering um yeah, half yeah. the league, literally. And Keep, so, me awake, uh... Keep me awake, Mike. Keep me awake. It's unusually uh, like, like that. You, you think by now you normally see a couple... Of, I think Oxford City are, are probably adrift now and and, yeah. and, and, and they, they will really struggle from 11 points off safety. You know, mm. you know, with all due respect to, again, a really good club, I think that's, that's too much of an ask. Um, it's. I, I think the thing in in, in Maidenhead's favour because I'm looking it through through uh, black and white tinted glasses. I guess you could say, yeah. um, is that there's so many other teams involved. So as long yeah. as we match or sort of equal, um, you know, uh, the, those other teams. We always spoke about. You know, it's always one of those things that crops up in football, isn't it? You know, the fifty point, this mythical fifty point margin. Yeah. Um, other than the Premier League, where it's fewer teams, you know, in. Championship and League One, League Two, uh, National League teams talk about fifty points. I think it's probably going to be more than that this year. Mm. That's always a sort of a mythical uh, figure. So some really big games coming up. Um, filed on Saturday, they are three points behind us with a game in hand. So it's it's one we can ill afford to lose, really. So I'm um, those nerves are starting to to jitter already. But, Absolutely, um, some exciting games for the neutrals. Or if you're looking to get some. Berkshire yeah. football, some games that really matter as well. So you could, uh, I'm sure there'll be some great tension in the Maidenhead games uh, for the remainder of the season. And hopefully, well, hopefully maybe the last two or three, perhaps relieved a little bit with, uh, oh. you know, safety intact. But we, our we last see. game, our last game is away to Chesterfield, who will have the <laughs> own up by then. But you don't want to play the best team in the league in the last game needing something, do you? So, no. Um, so, yeah. It's uh, work to do. It'll be an interesting few weeks and um, um, just hope we come out the other side. Absolutely. Um, well, I don't, if you manage to stay up, a team that potentially could be joining you uh, next season from Berkshire is uh, Slough Town. They're on uh, incredible form at the moment. One again at the weekend. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, away at uh, Tombridge Angels. Um, and they are, are now... Only uh, well four points off the playoffs, uh, and are playing uh, Bath City, who are four points ahead of them. 
yeah. this weekend. So yeah. a real big game. And um, slower, slower go really well at the moment, aren't they? Um, they yeah. are. And suddenly this away form's been found, isn't it? And what better way to do it at Tombridge than a 90th minute winner? Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ogbonna, uh, who's impressed me when I've seen him a couple of times this season. That's a brilliant three points. Um, they were pegged back, they scored in the first and the last minute in that game. And they are right in the thick of it, aren't they? The form is suddenly brilliant at the right time. We talk about sort of ebbs and flows of form and teams going on mad runs. And um, that very much applies to, to Slough Town, doesn't it? They are right in the thick of it. It's, again, tight in that league. And and the good thing for them facing um, Bath will be, well, twofold, actually. Bath will bring a good travelling support, really good club. Uh, again, Slough um, at home. Bath lost in midweek at home to Braintree, who are another team up there. Mm. Bath's form had been really good before that. And um, Slough will really fancy that. And I'm sure that'll be a really good crowd and a really good um, really good game over at uh, Arbour Park. I think if I was uh, looking for a game to go to this weekend, I think that would be one um, really to keep an eye on because uh, Slough played more games than the Maidstone and, and Hampton above them. But, you know, that that you have to factor that in at that sta- this stage. You know, the, yeah. the extra games are going to be useful, but teams going have to go and win those games, don't they? Put pressure Absolutely. on them by winning your home games. Fortress Arbour Park, no one's won there since the Battle of Hastings. You know, that's the last, uh, <laughs> last time they, uh, they, you know, talking thousands of years since they lost a, what's it now, 21 games or something? Ridiculous like that. They're unbeaten at home. So, you know, they've, they've done brilliantly this season. You know, Scott Davis has signed... Um, that new contract a few weeks ago. We've spoken about him a number of times. That looks a really good game on paper, I think, on um, on Saturday. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we're joined now by uh, Tom Canning as well, who's uh, just uh, dialed into the pod. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, how? All right, all right. Um, that was some uh, very top Slough Town chat. Yeah, well, I was just saying, uh, you, you heard some of it then. And um, one thing that has also improved, I guess, at uh, Alba Park this season, is, I guess it's the... Uh, the sort of experience for the fans. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's something you've commented on in the past. You know, they get that right as well off the pitch, aren't they? Yeah, it, it looks great. They've got, um, they've had, they've had live music from, um, from, from football in Berkshire's own house band, the small <laughs> strings. They've had that on several occasions. They bring in a, they bring in an outside food caterer every, yeah. every match, um, which, which I think, you know, is a, is a brave, is a brave move because I mean, I mean, I presume they charge them a pitch fee, but, you know, it, it potentially takes away revenue from from Slough Town's own pocket, but I think the value of that versus the match sort of atmosphere and and doing it on a regular as a regular thing, knowing that every week or every every home game there's going to be something a little bit spectacular is is really good. They they've done a they've done a huge huge amount of work to 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 build that atmosphere and build that gate, and obviously it, it's a lot harder when the teams. The team's not winning, um, and I and I think there's probably a fine line from being a Dulwich Hamlet, where sort of everybody ter- allegedly everybody turns up and isn't that bothered about the football. <laughs> but um, you know, there's there's a fine line there, isn't it? But if you if you're turning up, you know that the food's going to be good. You know, it's going to be good value prices. Um, the season ticket thing they do, where uh, I think you get ten you get ten free tickets for your mates or something, or you can you can bring a mate ten times for free. Like absolutely, I, I think. There is a lot that we could learn from from what Slough Town are doing, 
um, this season. It's really, really impressive off the pitch. They seem mm. to have got their act together. The proof, of course, will be in the pudding down the line as to, you know, they're going to have a bad run at some point. Do those do those crowds stick? Um, has it is it enough? We will see. But you can't help but but enjoy what they're what they're doing. Yeah. And it looks like they're reaping the benefits of the pitch, obviously. Neil mentioning the uh, undefeated run. And maybe, you know, maybe what's going on off the pitch is contributing to that because they've got more people there, more support yeah. and, you know, a better place to play um, or a better place to watch a game rather. Perhaps it's a better place to play on the pitch as a result. So, you know, maybe it's, a, uh, maybe it's it, all tracking in the right direction and hopefully so. It's a it's a really good ground. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a modern ground done... I think well the the times that I've been it, it's a modern looking ground done really really well, um, you know they've got they've got a couple of is it two or three steps of terrace around the sides cover all cover down all sides, Elect, big a nice big electronic scoreboard that you you know you, you'd have to have the thickest of glasses not to be able to see like it's it's all done it's all done really well so mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah hopefully Slough can. Uh, push off, push up into those playoffs, and we can have, um, you know, maybe a bit of excitement towards the end of the season uh, following them. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in great form at the moment. Um, okay, and uh, Tom, glad you've actually joined us at this moment because there's something uh, you were going to talk about in terms of uh, one of our uh, Berkshire in inverted commas sides actually moving back out of the county and uh, away from. Um, uh, away from Windsor, which is where they currently play. Of course, I'm talking, of course, about Virginia Water, who are looking to move back to uh, more, um, well, back to Virginia Water rather than play their games in Windsor, and are looking to move to a new ground. Uh, you've been looking through the plans for this, yes, um, and as as has Steve, um, Steve Gab. Uh, so it's uh, it's a really really good looking really promising looking relocation um i, th- I think this has been on the cards for uh, i spoke to kerry jones uh, who is the i think he's i might be might be promoting him or demoting him but i think he's the chairman of the of the club he used to be the first team manager um they are they have been looking for a new place to to play football um for a long time they've they've settled on a place called bridge lane um which is about um, half a mile's walk from Virginia Water Station. I can't say I'm massively familiar with the surrounding areas of Virginia Water, um, but it, it's 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 a st- and it's not massively far from from their current ground as well, uh, the Timbers. So um, they've they've got these plans going in. They're going in for planning permission. Um, there are some dwellings on the site as well. It's on it is on a bit of greenbelt land, but um, I think they 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 seem to have, have ticked all the boxes for for getting this done. It's good. Uh, they don't quite have planning permission yet. Uh, no, they? it has only just gone in. Um, I think it's, it's, I think it's thirty days, uh, and then it goes before um, before the before the planners before the council um, for for permission. Um, they're hoping for a reasonably quick turnaround, I believe, because you would uh, say that they are hoping to be in by uh, perhaps next summer. Well, I think I think there's a I think there's a sort of a, a conservative aim to 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 try and I don't think Kerry's under any illusions that that these things can take more time he said you know he said all of the all of our all of our guys that would like us to be in there for the start of uh for the start of next season but you know we we have to be uh realistic and and we have to be conscious of our neighbors as well mm. um because you can't you know all of this going on um in a in a short period of time creates a lot more 
mess and a lot more uh, of the rest of it. So you know you have to be conscientious of your of your neighbours. There, there was a couple of interesting points I, I asked him about um, the, the floodplain. There's quite a big river going on uh, <laughs> going by, and there's no evidence of of the area being a floodplain, um, which is which is good. Um, it's going to be a 3G pitch. It's going to be open to the entire community. Um, he, he did say sort of almost the gritted teeth that it was going to be a 3G pitch. I think he'd definitely like it to be grass, but, you know, it, it's where it's... And, and I think the, the the crucial thing, I think, was that they, it, it would be available for to take them up to... The ground would be suitable to take them up to the Isthmian Premier. So step three, should they... You know, he, he said that you've got to build a stadium with plans, with, with room to manoeuvre. Um, but but not forgetting that we are Virginia Water, one run by three people, um, you know. So ultimately, uh, we are where I think the other the other thing was um, I, I believe I don't believe they are selling off their old ground either. So that would that will remain for football, remain available okay. to football and other teams, um, which was really interesting. So exciting times. The the, the plans look good. There will be a story on the website soon. Um, but the, the the it looks you know it looks nice it looks in keeping, and you know, good luck to them really because uh, we are. We, I think the sorry the other interesting thing that he did say was that, that negotiations with Windsor and Eton are ongoing for Stag Meadow. Um, he he did say he felt like they were perhaps getting in the way because um, if Windsor go up next season they're going to have a lot more game at the moment. Virginia Water play the most games there, and he mm. he said you know being realistic we are perhaps um getting in the way of of Windsor and Eton but he said there's talks are ongoing and um there are other opportunities as well for the club next season Hmm, very interesting so uh yeah something to keep an eye on um both uh in the next 30 days uh perhaps the situation more broadly over next summer and hopefully we'll have a new ground to visit in the uh in the fairly local area um, from 2025. Very good indeed. All right. Well, um, we've kind of gone through all the topics on our, our list there. Unless anyone has any other business. Uh, oh, Tom's dropped off. He's done his bit. That's it. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> left. He's <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, um, unless uh, do you have any other business, Neil, uh, to discuss at the moment? Well, I was looking about how... Uh, poor old Binfield are getting let down by by the weather and things again, yes. aren't they? In terms of their their you know Mission Impossible, and um, so they, they they were edged out on um, in their last game, weren't they? Um, at South Park, so that's a couple of weeks ago now, mm. and they've got two home games uh, coming up in four days. I just hope they can get them both on. Yeah, I've not absolutely. been down um, to uh, Binfield this season, so I can't really comment on how the pitch is doing down there. Um, you know, just with, with, with the games in hand, they've got they've got four games in hand over, over Chipstead and it's eight points, three over Ashford and it's nine points. So, you know, it's still doable, but the more the more they're playing catch up, the harder it gets, isn't it? And that's thirteen yeah. games in, in in March and April um for them. And you know, we'll really hope they do it. But it's um just looking at their fixtures now. I mean, it looks like uh, it's gonna be Saturday, Tuesday, all the way. Um, mm. Not quite, actually, but um, you know, certainly um, a, a lot of work over the next uh, few weeks. Four of the next five at home. So, good luck to them. I just hope they get a bit good luck with the blinking weather, and then the football yeah. will look after itself, won't it? So, absolutely. Um, you know, good, good luck to them. They've gone back to the bottom again, but um, 
it's that one, isn't it, with the games in hand is all very well and good, but um, you know, at this stage, uh, it, it becomes almost a bit of a uh, a little bit of a, a bind, doesn't it? Having to sort of worry about getting those games in and you know, knocks and, and things between Saturday and Tuesday fixtures, players getting knocks and injuries and things like that. So don't want to be too doom and gloom because they've done brilliantly and they've yeah. still got a great chance. So I'll uh, I'll leave that one there. Just hope they get a bit of luck with the weather, that's all. Yeah, a few weeks ago we were saying, yeah, we were sort of all looking at each other and saying, yeah, uh, perhaps they've got a chance, but, you know, it really uh, sort of looks slightly uh, a very, very long shot. And now it's... You know, it's it's still a long shot because they're, you know, eight points from safety, but they've done everything they can to uh, give themselves a chance. So, like you say, hope they get those uh, fixtures on. And, uh, well, I was going to come to uh, uh, sort of uh, pick out some games at the weekend and their home tie against, uh, who is it? They've got Sutton Common Rovers. Yes. Um, that's a very big one for them because, you know, Sutton uh, Common Rovers are sort of, uh, they're 14th out of the 21 teams. You know, they're not, one of the teams who are really pushing for promotion at the moment. They're kind of, I guess they're the kind of team sort of uh, you maybe would be looking at to get uh, the wins at home. So, you know, mm-hmm. a big game for Binfield this weekend, if they can get it on. And yeah. yeah, hopefully they can get that result and, you know, really put some pressure on the likes of Chipstead and Ashford and Guernsey. Yes. Yeah. Good luck to them. Let's hope they can Absolutely. go on that. Keep that so, run going. They just need games. They just need games to be played. Exactly. Yeah. Huge frustration for them. So, uh, with that in mind, are there any uh, games you want to uh, uh, pick out there? We've already spoken about Slough Bath yeah. and uh, Binfield um, against Sutton Common Rovers. Are there any others that you'd sort of, having skimmed down the fixture list, that yeah. you uh, like the look of? Uh, Let's say, um, uh, I think the, the, the pick for me would be a bit of a, a playoff clash. We've mentioned Virginia Water. Mm. They host Burnham at um, Stag Meadow. That'll be a really good game. Both sides on the cusp of those... Uh, Playoff places, respectively, a point outside. So a, a really big game that one. Um, that should be uh, um, one to watch. And um, I think uh, a bit of high-scoring games, aren't they? With Burnham, there's always uh, yeah. there's always uh, goals in Burnham games. So I think if I was a loose end um, in the area, that would be one I'd look at: Virginia Water and Burnham. Yeah, they're both just like you say, a point outside the playoff positions. So uh, you know, a win for either of them would. Uh, yeah would really sort of, uh, you know, boost that playoff chance. So, yeah, big, big game. That's a, a very good one to pick out, actually. So, yeah, some interesting ones there. But, I mean, for a list of all the um, fixtures that we have uh, this weekend, head on over to footballandberkshire.co.uk. Our fixtures and results section will uh, list out all the games involving Berkshire sides, and you can uh, um, pick your uh, uh, favourite and head on down to... Uh, uh, a supporter Berkshire side, wherever they're playing this weekend. Are you going anywhere, Rob? Uh, I'm off uh, up to Leicester. So, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, home we'll to be, QPR. So, yeah. We'll be refreshing the uh, social media at the end then and seeing how everyone gets on. Yeah, exactly. That's it, yeah. yeah. The thing with when you go to the big games, of course, is uh, or big stadiums, rather, is that like you can't, you can't uh, no, uh, get any any uh, signal in those grounds. Yeah. So, you know, you're just completely oblivious to what's going on until you get, you know, 10... <laughs> 10 minutes away from the, uh, the ground. And that, that's like the old days, isn't it? Of, uh, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. Sports report and, you know, jumpers for I, goalposts. And all that I need a transistor radio or something yes. like that. You know, a little Walkman like to uh, you know, take to the games and see how everyone Indeed. else is doing. Indeed. Yeah. No doubt I'll catch you at a Tuesday night fixture somewhere soon, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. 
Very much so. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you very much for joining me um, today, Neil. It's been a, a pleasure talking along to you. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you very much to everyone for listening along. Um, if you want to find out more about Football in Berkshire, I've already mentioned the website, uh, footballinberkshire.co.uk, but you can find us on all, across all the social media streams and uh, find out our local content then. But until we speak again over the podcast, have a great uh, week, go see some games, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured guests Neil Maskell and Tom Cannon. The podcast is produced by Tom Canning. The theme music is called Space Camp by Reading-based ukulele band Rocket Kings from their album Everyday Adventures, which is available on Spotify. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads and of course at footballinberkshire.co.uk.